Mindful Grooving. We're just a couple of performing arts nerds who put the team in STEAM and the STEAM in STEAM not STEM. Also, the extra M in STEAM for mindfulness. We're just some nice Midwestern girls currently based in Los Angeles, truly using the pod to stay in touch with all of our amazing maker friends, community members, and anyone who has insight on mindfulness, creativity, and how we meld the two. We also run a business together. We are a digital media communication consultant firm. It's just a fancy way of saying you can run us by the quarter to be your admin assistants with a whole lot of initiative, opinions, and a roadmap to the next phase of your business, organization, club. Here, I don't know what this is yet, but it's cool and I love it. Thing, or whatever you have going on and that you want to see grown and established. Any hoozles. On Mindful Grooving, we chatted up with either just us or oftentimes a special guest. Either way, each episode comes with its very own Mindful Groove. That's a custom exercise that's facilitated by us and our freaking fabulous buds. Come check us out every week on Thursdays. Yeah, Thursdays. We'll commit to it. Timeliness. We're working on it. Come check us out when you want to shoot the breeze with us and let's groove, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Hey guys, Brittany here. Welcome back to another episode of Mindful Grooving. How are you? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, great. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, So today we're going to get into... You know, I love my children all equally, but out of all these episodes, I'm really excited to share um, this one with you in particular because this, I feel like, is one of those interviews where people wait until the end of the the session, whether it's dance or music or whatever, end of the creative process to have these conversations, if you know what I mean, like really getting into everything that we're about and our process and how it feeds into, you know, what we care about and how we're making active changes out in the world. And um, this one right here is making real, real ass changes um, and improvements in this world and in in his time. And it's uh, super great. It's super great to see um, from over here, from the, from the vantage point, but, you know, it's no surprise, you see it on the, on the label, on the title of this episode, with an exclamation point at the end, we have Kid Nimbus with us today, um, dancer, scientist, visual artist, I'm sure, like, a gazillion other things, just, like, a true, renaissance millennial you know what I mean (laughs) so without further ado um let's get into it hey 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 tell me like what's I mean I guess we'll we'll get more into it but yeah like what you're from outside of Chicago Chicago landish ish you're 
what what you doing you're doing art you're dancing yeah so <laughs> so uh, my my main job is I work as a uh, a research I'm a researcher at the University of Chicago and oh, so shit. yeah so they have us on um, like a couple different projects I think the main ones that I was working on prior to COVID it was like there was two genetic research database type cancer projecty stuff um, oh wow yeah and uh, a lot of it was data collection and uh, processing um, which was just which is cool. Um, and then uh, once COVID hit, it was just more of a matter of keeping up with our uh, participants and things like that. Then after that, once once we kind of got into the swing of things and they had us work on the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and so we helped out a little bit with Moderna um, and then they had us move over to the Johnson Johnson uh, one dose. And um, I think this was like around like October through late December and so it, was, it took up a lot of time like it was super busy I'm had, sure yeah like they had to like meet like a whole bunch of deadlines and everybody was working like crazy hours and it was it was, it was a mess so um, are you inputting just inputting data that they've the the main researchers are collecting or like are you like doing tests on the participants to co help collect the data so um, it was a little bit, a little bit of everything. Um, at my role specifically, especially with uh, the COVID nineteen vaccine, was initially just getting participants enrolled, um, taking samples, so drawing blood, doing nasal swabs. Um, wow. You know, make monitoring their uh, their responses because once like somebody um, signed up for the trial, they uh, they had an app. So I was basically me and another young lady. We were working on. Um, What's it, almost like IT as far as the, uh, the the app, so for like technical support and just making sure they had contact with the provider just in case they have any uh, any Reaction. symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, this is the multitude of stuff, and then you know if somebody wants to, uh, you know, I'm blind, then we you know we lead them in the right direction, and so um, there was a lot of that. It was it was everybody kind of had their hands on everything. Um, the only thing I really didn't do is just. Um, is do the provider stuff so I couldn't obviously like talk to somebody about their medications or anything like that but uh-huh. um, but you know that and actually administer the vaccine but everything else we did so wow oh, and you crazy. can draw blood mm-hmm. yeah oh vampire. my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy so how did you get into research um so I because I graduated NIU um, with the degree and with my bachelor's in biological science. And then shortly afterwards, I uh, got a job at the university, like just from a string of luck. Cause I, and I mind you, I had no idea what this place was or like, or how prestigious it is, you know? And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I just need a job. Like I'm, I'm fresh out of college, like, what's to it? And so my aunt knew a guy who is now gone, like fired. It's, it's crazy. There's a whole bunch of weird <laughs> But yeah, he's the one that got me the job there. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And then everybody's telling me, like, yeah, man, this place is goaded. Like, you're good. Like, da 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 da. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's so I initially, because I was used, I'm basically kind of just trying to use this as a stepping stone because I want to be, as far as like the, to, to put my degree to use is use the uh just use this to be a physician's assistant yeah um, yeah like I, ha- I had intentions on going to med school but just I didn't want it to take away from the dance completely 
That's yeah, because you're a creative. I understand what that's like. You got that brain, that side of you that's like, yeah, let me just go down this medical path. But then you're like, oh, I'm also like wanting to express myself and make things and engage in these things. So I totally understand what that's like. So then where does, how does the creativity, how does the, your artistry fit in with all this? Um, I kind of, I kind of look at it in the sense of like, I make that stuff fit into my artistry you know what I mean because like, I, I think a lot of times when when people have like a like an art or like they have a, a medium in which they're passionate about a lot of times they try to make that fit into their nine to five right. and you know I, I don't like looking at it that way I think a, I think a lot about you know uh, the how it's going to look in the end you know what I'm saying like I don't want to sit there old to move and then be like dang I wish I had you know made more time for this etc so um, I'm kind of like making, you know, my job fit around my dance, you know, so of course the job is good for like, you know, keeping a roof over my head and things like that. But when it comes down to, you know, my dance like that, that takes that. Um, and, and that's something that I kind of hold dear, especially because, you know, a, a good friend of mine passed away in 2019. And so I was like, all right, like I'm definitely doing this. Um, and I can't let up the steam, you know what I'm saying? And I don't want to yeah. get caught. Yeah, I, I don't want to get caught in that loop of 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 you know like oh i'm working and i'm just living for the weekend like i don't like that you know yeah um, for sure right yeah. uh, keeping all this in by the way <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah it, it, it's one of those things i was like i was like yo like because when it came down to it like if i were to go to med school right like med school is like a four-year um educational program um mm-hmm. and, I think you have two to three year residency and I'm like yeah what, it's a lot it's like almost yeah. up to 10 years of your life uh-huh. in school exactly and that's yeah. only the beginning and then you got to do it <laughs> and exactly. then, yeah, it's really exactly. all day exactly and, and I see you know I'm working alongside some of these practitioners and these doctors and, and and I'm sitting here I'm like wow like you had all these passions but you decided to do this I'm like and I'm I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from that you know but it's just yeah. like I I I would hate to to be in a position to where I finally got my job right. I'm, and I'm doing everything I need to do. My salary's busting, and then I'm not happy because I didn't, you know, see what I could do with my talent. Right. So, yeah, spend the money with what talent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so, so if you become a physician's assistant, if that's the trajectory, are you looking? Like, do you have, uh, like, goals, long-term goals of how you can include your artistry within sort of your practice of yeah. well wellness? Like, what it, what's your hope of, you know, I guess, uh-huh. combining long-term, if you could, perfect mm-hmm. world, perfect vision of <laughs> artistry and wellness combined? How do, you, how do you see that coming together, and how would you like to bring that vision to life? I think uh, the main thing is is to you know kind of bite the bullet and 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 put dance aside at least a little bit just so where I can study and put myself in that mm-hmm. in that field. I already I already kind of got my foot in the door versus where I'm at and what I've done, um, but it's just a matter of um, push pushing it a little bit further because um, I know like especially when I have different patients come in, you know, we talk to them. It's and I and I talk to them specifically. They're like, oh, you're not like everybody else here. I'm like, what does that even mean, man? And they're like. Yeah, they're like you. You seem like you. You're 
your normal. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And this is a conversation. <laughs> and he, they're like, yeah, they're like, you're not speaking like a whole bunch of layman's terms and there's no like fake, there's no like fake, uh, what, what's the word that, what's the word? That, what is, what I get it. Saying? There's like this yeah. film around the physician, <laughs> like, um, air of it. And it, and it yeah. seems, you know, it seems impersonal. Like I have family that are doctors and like close friends mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's like, there's just this mode of like you're the you're the subject and it's yeah. not this like personal mm-hmm. like I care about your well-being like I've never been told by a doctor mm-hmm. I care about your well-being yeah. which is wild to think yeah. about but yeah like, have I <laughs> things no, that make you go hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like um, so it, it's it's like one of the, it's like I'm you know just having a conversation they're like yeah you're not the, you're not like that like the communication in terms of like me and whoever I'm working with is just different and being able to kind of like I I'd always you know lead it with like I'm not a doctor man but you know just from what I've seen and what I've you know researched and things like that you know like friendly yeah. advice like hey you know go about doing it this way you know um, but the, I guess the goal is to be able to use my perspective as like I guess how I see the world I don't know artists see the world differently like yeah. people like yeah. they're like oh it's just your that's just what you like to do like now nah, like you just you have a better understanding of number one the way you feel and the world around you and being able to like kind of interpret that and put it out into something that you know somebody who doesn't have the same view as you can like see it and digest it like I think that's huge and so um, you know, putting it into practice, like with wellness and, and, and working in the medical field, it's, it's a perspective that I feel like I can bring to that. Um, and in terms of, you know, just looking at a, a survival basis, right? Like, of course, like I'll have the money to um, fuel my passions or like if I wanted to go overseas for a couple of weeks, I could do that, right? Or yeah. go to competition or something, I can do that. And as soon as I'm done, I get right back into it. So, you know, helping other people's lives on a, on a more personal base, on a more personal um, yeah 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 well there was something that I saw I think it was related to um someone else we had on the show um but it was just like the collective nature of like healing and there's like creativity in healing so um yeah, yeah. I good luck with you know going after that future I can I can see it for you and it's inspiring to to hear um just how you're you know bringing like a holistic human approach to you know to helping people that's awesome thank you (laughs) (laughs) tell us about your uh dance origin story yes Uh, (laughs) Uh, it's super cheesy um (laughs) as all dance stories are yeah it's all good it it's actually really funny because i didn't think i actually wasn't good at dance up until i was 14 years old um so like 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 i guess my penmanship as far as like drawing and things like that like i i wasn't good and then one day it just kind of clicked and so i was i think i was in seventh grade at the time and uh, it was like at the end of the year and it was me, my buddy, and we just started moving. And I'm like, wow, people are really vibing with this. Mind you, me looking back at that, I, I know I wasn't doing anything special. Like I just, I know it, I was goofy. But people but they were feel that progression. Like it's the mm-hmm. authenticity of the movement that people respond to that you like learn eventually, but. Definitely, definitely. And it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Somebody showed me a video of how I looked out. <laughs> but, you know, so, 
you know, kind of going forward. I didn't really take it seriously. Like, I, like, I wasn't laughing. She's just gotta pause for a second, just like uh, dancers, like I think just with being an artist in general, period, being so self-critical of like anything we <laughs> like do. The old videos are a torture device. Uh, Even from yeah. last year, I'm like, oh, come on. How come no one told me that it was like this? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's crazy. Now, see, mind you, I, when before I knew how to dance, I was so bad, right? My parent, my like, if there was like an event or like like a family gathering or some sort, right, and um, everybody was together, they would call me for whatever I was doing, and they would ask me to dance, and they would use that to laugh at me. Now I love my family a lot. Oh my they god! Did, did yeah, that. but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what I call. Okay, I call Nimbus little cousin sometimes. I don't even know if he knows this, but like, <laughs> it's the same vibe because like my you know, little cousin who's, you know, I guess you guys are around the same age. It would be the same thing. It was like this kind of fucked up, like, court jester situation, where it's just like, come on, baby, I'm not like, oh. oh my god, yeah. It's great. It's great. Uh, That's why we're such great performers, because our freaking elders are like, dance! Oh my god, and I thought I was killing it. And then I and I have a conversation with my mom's now, and she's like, "Yeah, no, we definitely thought something was wrong with you." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "The truth comes out." You know, fast forward. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So, fast forward. Um, you know, like there would be. This is high school now. Um, I think it was my friend. It was my freshman year, and uh, you know, I, I just I put on music, and this was like advisory. It was like a I, I, it's like in high school you know how you have like that that one class where it's not really like a class it's kind of like just you study do whatever like home um, room and stuff yeah 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 and so I was there and I just played music and whatever just dancing by myself and my, my buddy he's like yo or this guy right I didn't know who he was he's a bigger dude he's like yo like he's like you dance I was like yeah I like to do it it's not you know it's no big deal and he's like you, you like have you heard like world of dance or or the twins or periodics or whoever or Jabberwockies at the time. I'm like, I know of them, but I'm like, I didn't really like pay attention, pay attention to them that much. And uh, he opened a brand new world to me. I was like, Oh wow, this is dope. He's like, yeah, man. He's like going to this, going to that. Um, and so me, him, my cousin, and then the guy I danced with in like seventh grade, like we, we made a club after school and um, it, it was, it was cool. Cause you know, when it came down to sports or whatever, I'm not going to say I was bad, but just, just uh physically I wasn't as developed at the time so I was like you know I'm getting beat by um the high schoolers who are basically full-grown men at that point and I'm still like a kid (laughs) exactly so I'm like I I didn't I'm not I'm not there so of course I'm not gonna do as well so I'm like you know like like whatever I'm not I'm I'm good on that so it came down to me and us dancing after school and then we danced for an assembly and the assembly had like 2,000 or so people and I was like, wow, this feels great. You know, fast forward, high school, um, I'm performing for different, or I'm sorry, not high school, college, um, dancing for different college events and stuff like that. And um, I meet Nate, and Nate was the one that actually took me to my first battle in 2016. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. I don't really know how to feel. Um, and I ended up battling. Who's Nate for the people? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate the Great, he... uh one of the most awkward individuals I have ever met. Um, <laughs> the level of it. It's so great to watch. Mm-hmm. But he, 
he he's honestly one of the sweetest people I've ever met. He, he's like, it's it's crazy because I met him in college. He's like, he's like, man, you're so dope. Da, 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 da. I said, man, who are you? Now at first I could not stand him. He kept he kept calling me. He's like, yo, man, let's do this, that, the third, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro, he's I'm committed to, to the friendship. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was there. I was like, you know what? I'm like, you know, fine. Let me, cause he seems to be persistent. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he took me and got out to our first battle, and um, it was like, well, and that's where I actually met Cindy for the first time, cause we had battled there. Um, I think it was like yeah. the line volume two, and um, and so Who's it was, Cindy for the people. <laughs> <laughs> we got all kinds of people from all kinds of yeah, dance communities and outside communities. Just, a whole bunch of new characters, yeah. So Cindy uh, Katana, part of the Electric Samurais, and um, and at the time she, I think she was part of like this one big popping group. I'm I'm gonna butcher the name, so I'm just not even gonna attempt it. But yeah. Um, and so there was, you know, there was a whole bunch of people I had never met, and I'm I'm sitting here nervous, right? Because of course I used to be the big fish in the little pond, but now Nate's like, okay, here, and now I'm a small fish in in a big pond, and I'm like, oh my god, like what is this? There's a whole bunch of different styles and. And I could tell there was some kind of weirdness. So I was like, you know, whatever. Like, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep going. I, I had a lot of doubts. And, um, and yeah, so that's when I started to battle more, uh, get into performances, um, paid gigs, which is cool, different shoots. Um, and then eventually I started just from going to winning and then from winning to just, like, judging. And, and it, it, it took off from there. I, I knew in college that I could be more, especially because I was studying bio, right? Like all these science classes, like it definitely takes up um, a good chunk of time. And so I was like, man, like as soon as I graduate, like I know I'm going to snap like on bro, like they they not going to see what's going to come next. Like I promise you. And so this is 2018, right? And I'm like, all right, so whatever. I'm I ha I'm having doubts, right? Because I graduate and I'm like, okay, where's the dance going to go? And I sit there and I'm like, you know what? Like I've never been to World of Dance before. Um, and I, I, I've heard things about it. I don't know what it is. I go into the building. Mind you, I didn't want to go, right? But I'm like, you know what? Fine. Why not? And I paid 50 bucks for a ticket, which is ridiculous for a dance event. We're not going to go there. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's a whole other... Yeah. I'm going to bring you back for a special edition of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, what the... I'm like, what the hell? So, you know, 50 bucks. I'm like, you know, whatever. I went to go support some friends, and I'm like, I might take advantage of whatever I have here because I spent 50 bucks on a ticket so I'm like you know I'm a battle and that morning I was like you know what like it was crazy as hell if I won but whatever that's wishful thinking right so go participate I'm like you know it is what it is and so I make it and the next thing I know I'm on the stage I'm like oh okay bruh what is this like is this really happening for real people ain't messaged me a year saying bro you got this i'm like how do you even know i'm here yeah and then like that night it was it was just like a blur it was like you won and i think it was i won and i was like wow this is crazy like this is what's like you know this is something that me and my homie had talked about for for a while and just the fact that i actually did that in one i think it was it was a really good oh, yeah. test yeah like it was a good testament just to people who um who like truly believed in me um shortly after i think this is an uh well maybe a few months after he uh my buddy mike was the one you know back in high school uh he passed away in uh uh may of, of uh, 2019 and i was like dang like this is uh it's hard you know because i think that was one of the people who that was the person that got me inspired and actually saw something in me when people you know when nobody else did and uh I was like okay 
I'm like, I, I know I'd be doubting myself a lot, but I think I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep going with it and see what, see where it takes me. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's basically it in a nutshell. And it's basically history from there. So I was just doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff with dance and uh, the adventure. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I was long. <laughs> no, it's no, I mean, it, yeah, it was great. So, so how do these competitions work? Sorry to cut you off. Um, <laughs> Sarah's like, what's the battle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, I know. I know you know. Uh, we have this. <laughs> for the people in the back. <laughs> for the people. <laughs> so how do these competitions work? And, uh, like, how do you place? Yeah, break it down in however sure. you like. For sure, for sure. So these... Uh, the, the, the battles or competitions or jams or, or cypher jams or, you know, there's different names for them depending on how they're run. But um, essentially, you just have a group of a collective of dancers, right? Um, they throw an event. It could be paid or unpaid and they can have different causes. Um, but the, the meat and bones of it is, you know, you have a whole bunch of dancers in one spot. You have a DJ um, and people just get down. It could be competition based or it could be cypher based. But um, the goal of it is just to kind of get people to, you know, come out and, and just dance with other people with the, the same kind of passion. So um, if it's a competition based, uh, your, your standard is, you know, you'll have people sign up, but have a preliminary section to make it to the actual bracket. Um, you'll have judges who kind of um, rate those scores based off their own personal opinion on how they view, you know, the dance itself. Um, and then, you know, round robin or yeah, round robin where they actually have, you know, the top 16 or top 32. It depends on how many people, um, they'll battle against each other. The judges will make a decision all the way up until the top two. Um, and then of course, you know, if the judges pick that person in the top two, then they win. Um, and there's other, there's other kind of variations of that battle format. Like there's, you know, seven to smoke and there's seven two to smoke. And, yeah. and battles and stuff. But yeah, that's the, that's the basis of it. Um, they can be, a lot of them are pretty, like, pretty chill, low-key, um, but then you do, you do have your big ones where, like, a lot of people are heavy hitters as the people who are, like, avid competitors kind of show up to, you know, showcase what they can do and how well they, they place. Doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, somebody is a bad dancer if they don't win, um, but it really is. It's just a fun way to kind of express yourself um, with a little bit of competition on the side as far as, like, oh, and you get, and you get a trophy and a little bit of pocket change which this is never, cool yeah, yeah never heard yeah so is it formality of like uh like in the bigger competitions is like in a world of dance space for example or is like the audience included like are they sit seated around the performers the, the competitors or are they like off it in a bleachers <laughs> it depends <laughs> it depends like it's one of those things where it's like it me personally, I prefer smaller battles where, you know, you kind of have everybody around because it's more personal. Um, it's mm -hmm. more more homey, it's more intimate. Um, but then you do have the ones where it's like, let's say like Red Bull, like BC1, right? Where they're in a giant stadium or just a boot where they have like a, like they have a stadium full of like thousands of people, you know, and you have like that one floor where, um, you know, you have the dancers going at it and then you have the judges. Um, you have some that are more smaller, um, but it's more like a performance space where you have, you know, like like World of Dance, for example, where you'll have like this that big stage and you'll have like an auditorium filled. Um, mm -hmm. So it it it's it it depends, but I think you know at the at the end, the format is still relatively the same. Um, yeah. I know you 
with with breakers with b-boys or you know break dancers as you know the the ones who do a lot of floor work um they they have a specific judging criteria like the r16 um which they have to kind of follow certain guidelines as far as um judging uh just to get more fair just where like the, obviously it's all based off an opinion anyway it's a very opinion-based sport but um right. you know they kind of have more strict guidelines to follow in terms of judging so that's really that's really what it boils down to as far as like the format of it uh yeah yeah that's, i'm like interested and curious now like what those guidelines look like because now i'm thinking about like being in college and i went to college for um dance and so i'm thinking about the syllab the syllabus that we receive and like the breakdown criteria of my my midterm week and like mm-hmm. i'm just so i'm just curious about you know it's like it's hard like how do you judge and critique movement or give it put it on a on a scale or give it some sort of rating you know it's it's so subjective yeah, yeah. Um, so well, you judged as well as participated so how do you judge Ah. Um, so for me, I, I know I'm definitely going to make a lot of people mad, a lot, a lot of people judge, a lot of dancers judge based off the foundation, like your, your basic, right. Um, the stuff that people like should have, um, in terms of their dance. Whereas me, I kind of, yes, I mean, I obviously I look clean as in like, I want your, I want your dance to look very, very well put together. Um, but again, that's my opinion, you know. So like, I could look at somebody and it may not be together me, um, but it could be put together for somebody else. So, um, that's that's one that's one of the base parts of it. But at least with, with me and what I look for is I want to see number one musicality. So how well you interpret what you're listening to. Um, I would like to see somebody have fun. Like, I, you know, a lot of people go into this battle battle, you know, this battle scene, and they're very like I'm gonna do the best and I'm da 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 and I'm like bro intense. like yeah very intense it's like bro relax like and I think the best part is you see somebody and they're absolutely killing it and they're having a good time at the same yeah. time it's like bro like they don't care if they want or lost like he's just he's out there having fun for real like I love that you know yeah um so sure. so that's that's the biggest thing I look at and then the, I think the most important part is um you know how well somebody can actually pace themselves i think a lot of times you know in competitions people are very high on energy um which is cool and it's, i definitely understand it but you know so you, that doesn't mean you have to come out explosive and that doesn't mean you have to end off explosive because sometimes they're like the, the the rawest individuals i've seen have always been very like mellow and they make yeah. sure that the time with what they're interpreting to where like you can they're feeding it to you but at the same time they're feeding themselves that's what i was like okay i hear this i don't have to do i don't have to point out every single beat right I can just mm-hmm. easily boom, boom, and that—I don't know. That's just me. If I'm making any no, sense. Sure. No, that totally makes sense. That makes so much it's sense. <laughs> it's reminding me of uh, that Frank Ocean lyric: "Show me the wisdom in your movement." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you're competing, then when you're battling, how do you approach it? Um, I think. First things first, I always try to make sure like I am enjoying myself or at least trying to enjoy myself, right? Because, you know, I'm not going to be able to force, I can't force myself to have fun, right? But like, I have to understand, number one, why I'm there um, and 
or am I okay with every other outcome? Like a lot of people talk about, oh, it's just about having fun. And, and that is very, that's that's the case, but it's still, it's still a competition. You know what I'm saying? So you have to like kind of at least put somewhat of a competitive spirit into it, but I don't want to, I don't want to okay. let that control me. Um, I, I kind of go into it well, what am I going to get out of this? And if I lose, what did I learn? If I win, what did I do well? Um, and then of course, just like in, in the midst, in the heat of battle, I want to in a way have a conversation with my opponent. So of course, like if I'm the one that's going first, I'm making a statement. Right. And then they have to respond. Um, or if I'm going second, like they give me something and I have to respond to that. And so it's not, at least with me, it's not about who talks the loudest. It's about making your point, uh, making your point heard, you know? So for sure. A lot of, yeah, you know, I, I look back and a lot of times I look at battles where I'd be like, Hmm, okay. I, I see where, I see where I, I, I fall. I felt, I felt short on that. Um, then I'll see some battles where somebody's doing a whole bunch of craziness and then I'd be like, why did I win that? And I'm like, well, okay. Cause it's not about, you know, who talks a lot or who's doing the most or who's doing anything crazy. It's about making your point heard. You know what I mean? So if somebody, at least if somebody's movement is very like, ah, 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 like very, very crazy, very, very aggressive, very like, you know, beat killing and, and doing a whole bunch of craziness. I'm like, okay, I see your point. Now in my rebuttal, at least with my with my movement, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm very, I'm right here. This is what I want to get to you as far as like either what I want you to hear with, with the music or um what I want you to see as far as like my, my interpretation of the music with my own body. So that's why I kind of see battles um at least with when i'm in there um yeah yeah and i think you know talking to people who are just now getting into it it's it's one of those things where you can kind of tell somebody but they they won't really get it until they actually kind of at least put get their feet wet and i tell people i'm like bro like the w doesn't mean anything like for real mm. you know and it, it it's nice when you win um but there's more to it than just, you know, going into a competition and, and, and winning, like, cause you know, the W's don't make it. Like, if, like, for example, I mean, I might be going off on a tangent, but like, if I feel Please bad, about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if I, if I feel bad about my dance, right. Like no amount of trophies are really gonna bring me that sense of peace. You know, it's kind of one of those things where you have to really sit down and be like, okay, like the competition isn't going to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah, your you validate yourself at the end of the day. Otherwise, it's not right. actual validation. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Okay. That's, that's awesome. And then when did the music come into play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like music as far as like, 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 like the music you make. <laughs> as far as as far as as music go you know um yeah i i don't really make it myself but i know what i like to hear um Mm -hmm. and so like i have my buddy a spade he's a dj he's always on the ones and twos you know what i'm saying so like i know with me and him like we have the same ear and when it comes down to like just listening to it right there's 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 certain amounts of um of things that I like, I, li- I like sub rhythms. I like things that kind of like, oh, you don't hear it until somebody actually has to like point it out to you. I love that. I love that, especially you know with different beats. Like, in, I think of a good artist like K. Trinata, right? Like, of course, like he makes mm-hmm. a lot of danceable beats, but there's a lot of under. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of like, uh, yeah, sub rhythms or other things like that where it's like you really have to like point out 
wow once you hear it it's like dang because you know when people listen to music they have this thing where they listen to everything I'm like wow that was a good song I'm like nah this is why it's good and then you start putting it out and instead of it being like one dish it's like you can taste the the onions and the tomatoes and the and the and the potatoes and the seasonings and it's like wow this is completely crazy um so yeah so me me and my buddy uh a spade you know i i, I get a lot of inspiration from him mm-hmm. uh, especially with just you know listening and and knowing knowing how to break it down like i think to give somebody like to give everybody a good example like if you go on YouTube and look up Calvin Harris's and the weekends over now, right? It's a, it's, it's deconstructed. So he'll start out with like your basic hi-hats and your, and your claps and things. Right. And then mm-hmm. he'll slowly start to add like the samples and the synths and the vocals. And it's just like, wow. Like, yeah. so when you like the house get, building method, exactly. So then when you yeah. finally get to the end of the song, you're like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy. Like, all this stuff like yo i never would have thought and then yeah so it's just it's just a whole new level of music appreciation but that's never you know there sure. <laughs> okay okay we'll let you off the hook for now so <laughs> let's move on to uh to teaching like i feel like i, I like to ask a lot of dancers who are like more involved in the community because my thing is you know if you have it teach it mm-hmm. and then also like also have that discernment of knowing, you know, who it is that you're supposed to be giving this knowledge to, like, how do you, yeah, how do you grapple with it? Like, how do you know it's time for you to teach? How have you, I don't know, what's your standard of uh, acquiring and then passing on this dance knowledge? Or any knowledge? I, I think, I think when it comes to teaching, um, I, I live by the choice of, if somebody wants to learn something from you, then you can give it to them. That's up to you, though. You know, so I'm like, when it comes to, when it comes down to like, at least my style, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I have credentials to teach it. I don't. And I feel like that's just going, that's just me basing off of, you know, the foundation heads. And they're like, yeah, like, like the hip hop style of uh, Buddha stretch and being able to, you know, like your, your bounces, uh, your bounces, rocks, groove, skates, leads, things like that. Like I could teach that. Um, but at least if somebody wants to learn something from you, then you have, then obviously they see something in you specifically that they want to, to get, you know, gather for their own, you know, for their own movement. So when it comes down to teaching, yeah. I, usually tell, I usually teach people, I'm like, listen, I could teach you a whole bunch of foundation. I can teach you a whole bunch of history. And if that's what you want, I can give it to you, but you can also get that from YouTube, right? Um, but, <laughs> so, or, or, or somebody else, because there's plenty of people out here who teach foundation, but I think when it comes down to, you know, me giving somebody knowledge, like I always like to teach how I approach music, um, mm-hmm. how I interpret it, um, and then how I, uh, you know, how I learn my body to 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 allow my movement to be the as authentic as it could possibly be. Um, yeah. You know, and and because when it when it comes down to it, like I don't, I think the only thing I really practice my foundation in was breaking right but I had to because if you didn't you definitely gonna hurt yourself but mm-hmm. when it came down to like everything else like I I did what I saw and I allowed that to and of course like if I see somebody doing house right I'm not gonna sit here and yeah. say I practice house foundation but I'll do whatever I think my body is best at house am I gonna sit there and call myself a house dancer absolutely not but then that became a part of my personal groove right and so yeah I was able to you know use that as as a way to get my body moving and be like, okay, like this looks good. Like, let me see if I put it with this, right? So I'm taking a whole bunch of things and kind of mending it into one and I will teach that 
um, if it came down to like teaching break, I taught I taught kids um, from like ages like three to to twelve for three years in college, and then I taught a couple of workshops here uh, workshops here and there. I think like one at Purdue, and then another like somewhere on like like somewhere in Evanston. Um, right. And the most of those were break, but I did teach it. The, the one in Purdue was like a hip hop course, but it was just labeled hip hop because that's what they had. They had to call it something. <laughs> Black dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, me just kind of teaching, you know, just like taking your time and really like and like different courses of moving like figure eight or um different type of textures you can kind of implement and then timing as well. So that's what I usually like to teach. Um, but I think the one thing I stress the most, and especially because I have a lot of people who compete and they'll ask me for advice and things like that. Um, I really try to teach. Um, it's not something you can necessarily teach, but give people advice as far as like sense of self. Um, so like understand yeah. your, you know what I mean? Like if, like if you're going to a competition where you understand like you're, you're not really okay with the atmosphere and you're not okay with the individuals there, like, why are you going? You know what I'm mm. saying? There's, there's things that, you know, people tend to forget yeah, you know, they, they, they're dancers and they compete and they think that, wow, I just have to do this. I'm like, well, man, what's the point if you're winning every, every jam or, you know, you're losing every jam if you're not enjoying yourself? Like, why are you putting yourself, you know? So um, that's, that's, I think that's the biggest thing I try to tell, um, you know, at least most of my quote unquote students or just people who I talk to. That's such an important lesson to like share as a teacher that like, you come to jo to dance or to to whatever art form that you're I think you're practicing it's it's for enjoyment you know mm -hmm. it's about how it makes you feel like if you're not having fun or you're not enjoying yourself doing it then what's what's the point here if it's you know it starts causing anything negative so I like that that's a very important lesson to be instilling yeah especially sure. since so many dance community members have experienced that that level of like, oh, I don't like any of these people in this room, but yeah. it's okay because there are other rooms and there exactly. are other energies and other intentions that, you know, especially, you know, Chicago dance community yeah. because it's just so deeply separated and segregated. Yeah. So it's right. really different worlds from North to South, but, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I know we wanted to touch on it a little bit. So what does Nimbus to you, what does success as a dancer mean as oh, you man. see it these days? So um I've actually I've been doing a lot of a lot of soul searching recently. Um a lot of just trying to get in tune with not just my movement, but the way I kind of think when it comes down to dance and if, if I could like express the, the the evolution of it, it went to okay. I just wanted to be acknowledged. I wanted to be seen. Like my art is here. Like understand that this is who I am. Like I'm not invisible. I'm here, right? And went from that to I'm here. Like okay, now I'm a worthy adversary. Like please understand. Like I I you know I'm I'm I I can if you can do it, I can do it just as well, if not better. You know what I'm saying? That's like. It went from you know wanting to be seen to wanting to be acknowledged, and it's like okay, well I'm acknowledged now. Oh, please understand that I'm one of the greats out here, right? Uh, I wanted to be like, yo, like I definitely can kill it. Like stop playing with me. Like I'm really about that action. Like 
on like on bro like i i could do this right yeah. and then it and then after you get to that point it's like okay well what now and i and i sit there i'm like i have the competitions i have the the, the, the gorgeous resume you know what i'm saying i have the the experience of the skill but at, at some point i still felt empty and i'm like damn like what 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 now you know and so I had to I had to sit down I had to think I'm like well I could keep you know falling in this cycle to where like I'm competing and I do well and I win and I get some bragging rights and people talk about it for a couple of weeks and I go on to the next one and keep doing that cycle over and over and over again but if that's not making me happy you know then what what is the point right I, I, I like to dance but if that's not making me happy and getting a nice little fat check from xyz or doing whatever if that's not making me happy then what 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 is it like likes and views don't mean a thing to me so and so i had to sit down and i'm like you know what i had to you know list out the things i did enjoy when it came to dance right i liked the fact i like to travel you know i like to be in different locations um i liked you know meeting new people i like dressing nice and and being able to get that on camera not just as a, as a as a picture but actually me moving like that's dope um yeah i like you know discovering different parts of my movement that i didn't think were possible maybe a few years ago um so i had to sit down and be like you know what? i really like the adventure of it like i like the fact that i don't know what happens next you know i like the fact that i know at one point like i'm going to be overseas like i like that you know that's it's the adventure for me and i think um that's that's success in that's success in my opinion you know what i mean like if i'm living in a, a living a life of adventure then and, and i'm on my deathbed somewhere i'm like you know what i wouldn't change a thing i live well you feel me um but that might be different to somebody else success for a dancer might be you know owning their own studio and teaching their own classes where like you know that's their that's their income or you know becoming a social media influencer and allowing you know people to copy their dances like however they see fit i think it kind of boils down to they need to sit down and sit back and really think like is this truly what you want and if you were to have that what next you know because a lot of people think about that they think okay once i get there i'm good i'm going to be okay and i'm like okay yeah sure i'm not going to contest that but mm-hmm. did you think about what happens after, right? You know, yeah, like, we're always wanting to move forward and expand, and especially uh-huh. creators. Yeah, uh-huh. and I feel like this there's this idea of acquiring as the means of success. It's like the more you get and the more you have, the happier you'll be. But I think as you explained it before, it's about achieving a mindset, like achieving the energy that you want to maintain it. If you have that constant sense of adventure, whether you're at uh, a park 20 miles away or, you know, in another country, like if you're keeping that same energy, then that could be your measure of success, which I think is a, a healthy thing to attain. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, yeah, and keeping it dear, you know, like I like to tell people like, oh, I didn't do anything and I just ended up randomly like it's crazy Mm -hmm. like it to give you to give you an example of just you know the adventure in and of itself right like Mm -hmm. i like to shop at this place and over on uh, kind of on the northwest side is like fat tiger workshop um i love to go there i have it's a a black owned business you know i'm saying they got like nice nice clothes there i've always gotten treated well okay cool 
I go there and I talk to one of the guys and he just so happened to know a dancer that was in the community. And he's like, wow, I've seen you. You're dope. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, cool. All right. You know, getting some clothes, looking fresh. All of a sudden, you know, some time goes by, sends me a flyer. He's like, yo, the owner of the workshop or the owner of the the, the, the chain, uh, Joe Fresh Goods, he's looking for um looking for dancers to do for nobody knows. He just sends me a flyer. He's like, I know you're dope. So like, you might as well just do it, right? wouldn't hurt worst thing to say is no so I said okay cool why not me and a couple homies I'm like yeah y'all want to do this he's like okay yeah sure why not so we do it we send in our, our information and the next thing we know um we are in afros and very like yeah. 1970s attire in like a random random club <laughs> like performing for a, a, a converse camp ad campaign you know <laughs> it's like you know and then now you look and people are wearing the clothes that you were advertising for and it's just like oh my gosh and you go on the converse website and you're just like whoa that's me in an afro like what <laughs> <laughs> you know so i just it's, it it works out like that you know i love that i love the 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 spontaneity of it like it's just very like oh one thing kind of leads to another and then look where you ended up at you know what i mean mm -hmm. um that For that's sure. priceless you can't make it up you know yeah <laughs> you're yeah. so uh level-headed yeah very wise <laughs> very uh, wise wise youngin <laughs> wise youngin for sure it's <laughs> impressive it's impressive Okay. But I, I think that's there's not young and as derogatory. Yeah, no, no, no. we're not being ageist. Okay, <laughs> we're just elder millennials. It's no big we're, deal. Yeah, you know, but mm. it's but but uh, with that, I wanted to like every every episode, whether it's just Sarah and I or with a guest, we do a mindful groove, and what that is is ideally uh being something that you want to share with the mindful grooving community that is your piece of of wellness foundation that you use yourself so it can be facilitated um you can chat through it but yeah just kind of leaving it open-ended for what you want to offer up um the biggest thing is, especially if you know you're a uh, a young adult, but this uh, this uh, this applies to um old old older human beings as well. Um, mm -hmm. you know, take your time, G. Like for real. Like I know a lot of people sit there and be like, you know, like we don't got a lot of time. You know, you only live to be X Y Z. You know, years old, and you know, right. and you have to do everything under the sun. And, and there, there's some truth to that, but I think a lot of people get it twisted in the sense that like you have to do everything all at once, um, or you know you have to just do all the things. Like, don't don't spend your time trying to make time. You know what I'm saying? It's it's almost like a lot of people be like, oh, once I, you know, once I do this, then I could do this, or once I do this, then I could do that, right? And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily the case. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people right, feel that's like your plan. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What happens like, in reality is different. Precisely. Like, you know, a lot of people think they have to meet checkpoints in order to do something else. And I think like it's not a rush. Like it's it's really not a rush. It's not a it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. You feel I me? Mean? It's it's one of those things where um you're gonna 
find yourself in a place to where like, wow, you finally got it, but then you really have to understand everything that you went through in order to get to this position. A lot of people forget that. They just like, oh yeah, I worked hard and to get to this point. But I'm like, now you worked hard and you also stressed yourself out and you also had like a, a depression spell and you also had, you know what I'm saying, this, that, and the third, and people tend to forget that. So um, with taking your time, like really just, it's, it's almost like staying present, but it's more like absorb everything that kind of comes to you and process that and don't rush to process it you know what I'm saying like if you like for me right like let's say I end up in a position to where I'm like wow like this is really really crazy let me absorb everything like how am I feeling what's the air smell like you feel me like what how what's the lighting like like look at these colors like is there anything kind of common you know between what I'm looking at like I think that's the that's the that's something that not a lot of people do that I emphasize to do you know like if you're sitting in a library right and you're just kind of like man all right what next like look around you like color palette and that's one of the things I do when I'm taking my time I'm like wow there's a lot of blue there's a lot of subtle blues there's a lot of subtle greens a lot of subtle browns right there's maybe like you can hear you know people walking on carpet you know that's that's auditory you feel me like how are you feeling eh, it's about a 69 degree <laughs> degree temp in here kind of chilly but you know I, I'll grin and bear it you know what I'm saying like stuff like that like it's <laughs> just like take everything in because I promise it's just it's one of those things where it's like wow like you kind of get more out of life that way um I like to think yeah take 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 your time it ain't ain't going nowhere I like that yeah we we made it up so we could do what we please with it (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so how oh were you gonna say something I was just gonna say your metaphor I was gonna make a Sarah joke um Please do. As, as a reference to Shrek, one of my favorite movies, and Shrek compares himself as an onion. <laughs> that mm-hmm. ogres are like Familiar. onions. Layers. Life, <laughs> life is like an onion. You just got to appreciate all the layers of life. <laughs> Sarah has like great aunt jokes. Like mom but, um, and dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, I can't it's tell if it's more joke. dad joke or you know aunt jokes whatever it's like definitely great aunt that lives on the side of the mountain and makes flower <laughs> tinctures according to your aura like that <laughs> I, love I see that for myself so anyways i see it for you um nimbus thank you so thank much you. for coming on and chatting and enlightening us how can uh people find you out in the world and support you as so as far as being out in the world, you'll definitely see me at one point or another because I'll be everywhere in the world at the same time. But <laughs> he's like, I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as like social media, um, follow me at kid underscore nim as in monster bus nimbus. Um, I do, uh, I dance on there, but I also I kind of low key promote artwork there as well. Um, I, I love drawing. It's one of those things that kind of allows me to express myself in another medium, um, and I like to to give and it. This to is the illustrator of our beautiful mm-hmm. podcast art. No uh, big deal. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, in, in every piece, like I, every piece, I always learn something new. Um, so I love working on it. And I, like I put a lot of, a lot of emotion and and a lot of a lot of emotion and a lot of. Um, what's the word I'm looking for uh feelings into 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 whenever I draw so um you know every piece that I give somebody or you know 
somebody lend to somebody. It's it's one of those things where it's like understand that's a part of me how I was feeling at the moment. So always you know mm-hmm. take that uh, you know sure. consideration. You know I, this is a one of one. Nobody else got it. You feel me? Like here you go. Like I kind of look at it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then um, <laughs> if people wanna work with you, collaborate, they can just slide in your DM. Yes. Something like that. Yes. So if they want our commission, just DM me. Um, I always tell people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to have an idea of what you want, but I love the the fact that they doodle it because obviously they know their idea better than anybody else. And then, you know, once they doodle it and once they kind of give me some some references of what they want me to take from, like, I, I got you on the rest, fam. Don't even worry about it. Um, as far as the, <laughs> the dance, yeah, always DM me. My DMs are always open. Um, for, for work, whether it's dance, artwork, I'm here for it. I got nothing but time, kind of, sort of. Okay, that's a lot. I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to make time. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> well, then we're gonna, you know, sign off with you on here. But yeah, follow Kid Index. Get into it. Uh, get into his art. Get into what he has to say. Um, good time. Mindful Grooving is an Agoon Artist Collective production hosted by Sarah Mislenka and Brittany Harlan. Theme song produced by Kenneth Leftridge. Show engineered by Josh Luis. If you want to hang out with us after the show, follow us on Instagram at Mindful Grooving or Head over to mindfulgrooving.com, see all the platforms we offer the pod on, and check out more Agoon Artist Productions. See you soon.